0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML.
1: Well, uh, this week news broke about a bread price fixing scandal that has uh, rocked the uh, food industry, or has it really so much. Uh, and this, of course, is a uh, story that we actually floated a couple of months ago. The speculation was rampant that uh, grocery stores uh, right around the area here and right across the country were fixing the price of bread. Uh, and uh, then eventually what happened is uh, Loblaws companies in George Weston uh, that they had actually uh, come forward to the Competition Bureau and said, look, it, if you uh, give us immunity, we're going to point fingers. And they did. And now there other companies like Canada Bread, Walmart, Sobeys, Metro, even Giant Tiger are, are implicated in this, we're told. So we've paid a lot more, or so we're told. Now, industry experts are saying, yeah, well, you know what, price fixing, if that's what you want to call it, probably happens a lot more than we even realize. Joining us to talk about this is Ian Lee from the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University in Ottawa. Ian, thank you for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Uh, it's my pleasure, Bill. Uh, listen, let's let's get into this concept of price fixing first. It's a it's an ugly phrase that conjures up ideas of uh, backroom deals and and you know indifference to consumers and just let's raise profit margins, etc. Uh, but setting prices, whatever phrase you want to use here in in situations, is it is it a common practice? No, I don't think so
0: at all. Um, I think that this appeals to people that have watched too many Hollywood movies. And I'm being very, very blunt and very, very serious. And just remind you and your listeners I don't consult to anybody on the planet Earth. I have no financial involvement. I have no investments. I don't consult anybody directly or indirectly. My salary comes from Carlton. Uh, I did work in banking for 10 years in the 70s and 80s where I dealt with lots and lots and lots of corporations. And it, it's one of those things, it's an enduring image and myth that comes in Hollywood movies of, uh, you know, businesses conspiring to, to uh, uh, take, uh, you know, the public to the cleaners. And I'm not, I'm not naive. Of course, there's bad people in this world. There's people that commit murders. That doesn't mean all people are murderers. And, and so on and so forth. I do believe that if you go back in time in the 1800s, the robber barons, um, when laws were vastly more lax, and uh... the technologies of investigation were very primitive that there was a lot more uh... wrongdoing and uh... kickbacks and bribery and and uh... price-fixing in that period in, in our lifetime our world that we live in today twenty-first century where the media is pervasive, where there is social media capturing and watching and analyzing everybody doing everything. The way I like to put it: checkers checking, checkers checking, checkers. Academics checking every move and twitch of a corporation. NGOs, non-profits analyzing them. Government agencies, parliamentarians, uh, the media, and so forth. I think it's practically impossible. That, that's just on that side of the equation, on the other side of the equation that I'm even more familiar with, the complexity of business, you know, people have this image that appeal that the conspiracy theory of business appeals to them, that business is this really, there's this one big brain at the top, sort of like in The Wizard of Oz, you know, the guy behind the curtain <laughs> and he's controlling everything. Yeah. It doesn't exist so sorry people. The business world is vastly more complex than that. I worked in a bank. Each bank has 40, 50,000 employees, and the idea that one person can sit there and, and fix the price of all the mortgage interest rates is just so preposterously ludicrous and idiotic, it shows an incredible ignorance in, about the lack of understanding of how big businesses work. I'm not suggesting that people don't cheat. Of course people cheat all the time. People break the law. I speed sometimes. I park illegally, regularly, and I get parking tickets. Okay, so I'm not trying to say we're all virtuous. I'm just trying to say that it's a lot more difficult in this world uh, to do it. Uh, a big corporation, I paradoxically, and no offense to small businesses listening, I think it's a lot easier for a small business to get away with wrongdoing, because they fly underneath the radar screen. If you're a company with five employees, you just simply don't get the same scrutiny as you do if you're Loblaws or if you're uh, Shell Oil or Exxon or the Bank of Montreal. So, And I'm not saying all small businesses are corrupt. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to the extent that there's wrongdoing, I think it's easier for a small business than it is for a big business to do it. Now, let's just turn to the Loblaws, Bill, for a moment, because something that nobody has picked up on. Loblaws, as, uh, they turned themselves in. a Full kudos. Some of their employees were trying to apparently fix the prices, so Loblaws turned them in to the to the authorities, to the Competition Authorities Bureau in Ottawa. Uh, first and foremost that suggests it wasn't being organized at the top that doesn't excuse it but it sounds like it was something going on in a particular product line of the company down in the mid level um, that's still illegal by the way but it suggests that it wasn't being done at the, at the at the top level at the CEO level at the corporate level the second point is they said everybody was doing it in the industry and yet Every other company has come out so far, at least the big ones, and I'm talking Metro yeah. and, and, and these other companies have said, absolutely not, we didn't do it at all. So my question, conspiracy to fix prices requires that you negotiate with your competitors, but the competitors are flat out denying that they cooperated, that they worked with Loblaws to fix prices. In fact, they're cooperating, providing all their files to the competition bureau. That doesn't sound like somebody who was engaged in cheating to fix prices. So how can you have price fixing if you weren't fixing the price with any of your competitors? It's just a rather, you know, it's a very interesting question. How can you conspire to fix prices if you weren't conspiring with any of your competitors? Just a question. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.